No, my Heidi Mikey, Tane Hortaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Now we give you the latest on Cyclone Gabrielle at 4 pm just after going live to a post cab media stand-up. And this afternoon, I really want to hear from you. How is the cyclone impacting you? And you can be our eyes and ears across the country this afternoon. Do text me, please do, 2101. Uh, and other news, away from the cyclone, it is understood there'll be some sort of announcement around truancy this week with the return of truancy officers or attendance officers. Now, what does that mean? We talk about that today. Also, when a council asks to have your say, do you partake or is having your say a futile exercise. And the song whisperer this afternoon, there might be a cyclone that doesn't stop us from doing the song whisperer. We give you the lyrics, you give me the song, and here they are. Cut from a sheet metal plate, because it's just been raining. What's the song? Text me. 2101. With me this afternoon, Heather Roy, former Minister and Deputy Leader for Act and Business Director at Talkpoint. Heather, good to have you here. Kira Wallace, good to be here, thank also, you. Also, David Slack, commentator and publisher of More Than a Fielding on Substack. Kia ora, David. Kia ora, Wallace and uh, Heather. Hi, David. I've got the answer to that, uh, Lewis, by the way. <laughs> All right, save it for us, David. <laughs> 4.30 there. Okay, to this. Uh, turning to Kerry Kerry in the north, where Monique and her family were at home and were looking outside at the large gum tree, hoping that it would stay where it was when things turned dramatically for the worse. Monique Edwards is with us. Monique, welcome to the panel. Are you there, Monique? I am. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Monique, Monique, tell us what happened. You were all at home? We were all at home. We, We thought, well, there's nothing better to do than have a movie afternoon. And so we were just snuggling on the couch, and with the we've got three small children, um, three small balls, boys, sorry, and um, we were a bit concerned about this gum tree. We've lived at our house for twelve years, and we thought, well, it hasn't come down yet, but we're a bit nervous about it. And I said to my husband, I don't know about that gum tree. And probably twenty minutes after that comment. It came down, and uh, yeah, it came. The gum tree came down on the house. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, onto the uh, lounge roof where we were all sitting. Thankfully, it didn't come through the roof, through the ceiling. It has, um, of course, damaged significantly the the our home. Um, there's gaping holes, jibboard was, he, um, the jibboard hit my son in the head, sorry, it's quite traumatic, <laughs> um, and mm. uh, yeah, it, it's just, it's not nice where there's water coming through light fittings in the ceiling, um, we've had an electrician around, and uh, we've, of course, contacted insurance, we, we weren't hurt physically, but definitely uh Emotionally, 
Absolutely, Monique. I can imagine you're pretty shaking what an experience to have. And I've seen, I asked you for the images, and those images are now Mm. on the RNZ blog. You can all go and have a look at this. uh, It's actually pretty pretty damaged. And it's something that you think would never happen, Monique. eh? I mean, that gum tree, tree, it looks unmovable, but we can't assume that now, can we? (laughs) No, no. We didn't think it would come down as easy as it did, but I think it's because we've had so much rain up here in Kirikiri that I just feel it had to, you know, it had nowhere else to go but on our roof. (laughs) Monique, where where, where are you and family now? We're we're staying at um, our friends in town in Kirikiri. We were just, she was the first person because I didn't think of... You know, I was so panicked, I couldn't, didn't even think of civil defence, and and uh, there's been no kind of list of where we could go. So I just rang our friends and our family, of course, know that we're safe and we are safe now. Um, we're here and we're warm and. Uh, we're being well looked after. Monique, I really appreciate you being on RNZ the panel with us. Quite a shocking story. Um, yeah. Stay well, be well, and we might keep in touch with you over the week just to see how you and Fano are going. Is that all right? That'll be great. Yes, of course. Thank you, Wallace. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's Monique Edwards there, uh, and uh, look, uh, the panel can be, you can be our eyes and ears across the country uh, this afternoon. Uh, how are you experiencing these, uh, this pretty significant uh, weather event anywhere in uh, the country? Now, uh, just taking a look at what sort of a weather, weather event we have, the ex-tropical cyclone is packing plenty of power, as you've just heard, as it rolls through many parts of the country. Gabrielle is likely to squash local pressure to the lower values ever observed in New Zealand. With us is Dr Nathaniel Melia, who's the Director at Climate Precincts Limited and also an adjunct senior fellow at Wellington University. Dr Melia, kia ora. Kia ora, how are you? Very well, thank you. So look, you've had an example of just what's happened on a local level there, but what are the unique features of this particular cyclone? I mean, it's just the breadth of it, it's quite huge, isn't it? It is huge. Um, There's a few things that can happen to a tropical cyclone as it descends um, into our latitude. So they always undergo something called an extratropical transition. Um, And I can give you a technical summary or I can give you the layman's summary. Um, The layman's summary in this case is it doesn't matter if you get a big burly rugby player and they're playing rugby union, which would be the tropical cyclone, or they're playing rugby league, which is the actual tropical cyclone. If one of these runs into it full speed, it's, it's going to hurt. And that's, that's what's happening here. What a great analogy. I can get that straight away. Let's, we've got a panel with us, Nathaniel. Let's get them to jump in, Heather. Yeah, that was my um, initial reaction too. That's a great analogy. It's really hard to understand, isn't it? And um, just what the impact is when things are happening in the air and they're invisible to us to see. Um, And so I think it's really helpful, the great graphics and things we've now got, and there's all sorts of um, modelling being shown graphically, which I think does help us to understand the, the real impact of what's happening. Yeah, we're all following it, aren't we? Stay there, Nathaniel. David? David? Yeah, Nathaniel, thank you for this. I, 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 I have a new app on my phone for exactly that purpose, and I've been watching the way it it, it, it does change direction, doesn't it? You know, you, you, you can forecast, but you 
you, you, you won't um, ever be entirely accurate. What are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking selfishly now about Auckland. Where do you see that in the frame now? Yes, you're right with, with the apps and the tracking and the curvature. The, the curvature in particular was picked out a few days ago with the modelling, and that's proving to be quite problematic. So we we kind of have it coming down parallel with um, Northland, and it's finished making its turn due south. It's now um, the centre of the system is heading down straight due south towards the Coromandel, and it will do that yeah. till about midnight tonight. Um, and then it will track, make a sharp, turn to the left and head towards um, the Cape on the East Coast. Um, with an extra tropical system like this that has undergone that transition we've been talking about, the major hazards are associated in the, to the south of the centre. So basically at the moment we're starting to see the worst of the weather and um, as you've seen with your previous uh, example, with your previous interview there, um, we've got red weather warnings from the Met Service um, for heavy rain and heavy wind for um, much of the for much of the areas of the North Island, so that's Northland, Auckland, Coromandel, um, and then we've got that. That's both the heavy rain and heavy wind, and then we've got um, that for the east coast as well. So, although that that centre of tracking is quite isolated, the impacts are are fairly vast over the entire North Island for the next 12, 24 hours. Okay, I, I just see here just come through in the RNZ blog, which I mentioned, a state of emergency has been declared by Fakatana District Acting Mayor Leslie Imink. Uh, emergency management powers allows our response team to do things like close off areas, evacuate people and get the resources needed to respond to this event, the council said. So, yes, a state of emergency for Fakatane, uh, just on the RNZ blog. Look, um, uh, Nathaniel, there's also a feature I wanted to ask you about that's come up. It's called a sting jet that Gabrielle had appeared to be developing. Tell us about this, a jet that hooks around the system centre, bringing, you know, those damaging winds. Yes, so uh, we suspected that one was present uh, about this time yesterday, yesterday morning maybe. So when these systems undergo a, a really fast, rapid deepening, so what's happened with this system here is it's interacted with the jet stream, above and it's um, rapidly deepened and it goes from a tropical cyclone in this case which is a symmetrical donut shape and it, it wraps around and gets this asymmetrical shape and in this asymmetrical um, deepening and strengthening there's a hook that looks like a scorpion's tail that goes around it and at the tip of this tail the, the lower kind of half of the atmosphere so say about the height um, an ATR the propellers ANZ Yes. Uh, sorry, a, a propellers Air New Zealand plane would fly. That part, that part of the lower atmosphere can get folded down. So you have really strong winds up down that part of the atmosphere, and that part of the atmosphere can get folded down towards the surface. Now, these features are incredibly hard to forecast, and they're very transient and local. They're talking right. about on the order of 100 kilometres an hour. And they only last for a few hours. I mean, I experienced one in the UK when I was one years old. I, I don't remember it, but uh, my neighbor's house got blown off, for example. And what that can do is it can bring um, hurricane-strength winds to these, um, these tro- extra-tropical storms and these, um, these, more, um, these systems that we get at our latitude. But they are transient, and um, it is something we've got, our, we've got our eye on. But we're hoping that if one develops and has developed, that particular wind band stays offshore. However, the wind is still extreme. It's still severe gale um, up, up there in, in Kerry Kerry where, where 
whether the previous person was. We're, we're seeing weather warnings up there of gusts in excess of 100 kilometres an hour right. to 130 kilometres an hour. Very good to have you on. That's Dr. Very interesting um, uh, synopsis there, Nathaniel Melia, Director of Climate Precincts Limited. Uh, and I just see on the RNZ blog, a single fallen tree cut power to nearly 2,000 customers. Far North Lines operator Top Energy said it fell on lines on State Highway 10, just north of Kirikiri. I want you to text me this afternoon. What are you seeing? How is this weather event impacting you? You text me right now, 2101. I'd love to hear from you. With us, David Slack and Heather Roy this afternoon on the panel on RNZ National.